After the weekend, we only do. <laughs> oh it's God. been a rough one. We gotta get a camera in here at moments. I swear to God, he's sitting here in the intro in like the biggest yawn you've ever seen. Like, what? what? What do you want me to do, Sarah? It's just natural, okay? Oh my God, that cracked me up. Oh Lord. Are you gonna tick me off? Should I just go right into disclaimer today? Yes, hit us with the disclaimer. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Oh. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh, Sammy, how's it going? That makes me want to yawn even more now. Why are you talking to me like this? Oh, hold on. I'm not falling for it. I'm a narcissist and it I'm not yawning with Oh, man. No, I feel great. I slept amazingly last night. Can't really complain. Really? Things are good? Here's the thing. You know, uh, I'm one of those sleepers that I don't sleep well ever, right? Like, I'm always up in the middle of the night. I get up four or five times in the middle of the night anyways, and that's during a four-hour night's rest, right? So, like, every hour I'm up. And you're an interesting sleeper, too, because you, like you said, you do sleep a couple hours at night, but you then are out very late at night. I'm out very late. I'll sleep, and I'll usually crash, like, two, three times a day. Right, and then to make up for my, I take like little cat naps all throughout the day. If I have like an hour and a half, or I have half an hour, boom, I'm out for 25 minutes. I'm out for an hour and 25 minutes. Like, Ah, I'm out for that time, and then I'll get up. Like we were doing conference calls right over the weekend, and I, I no joke set alarms because we had an hour between each call. Yeah, I set an alarm to wake up right before the one. Woke up, dialed in. You could probably tell I had just woken up on that conference call. I was kind of sleepy. Um, Um, Did the call, and then I literally went right back to bed. Woke up an hour later for the next conference call. I don't know how you do that. That's amazing. That's a great art. Well, that's what you got to do. Like, I mean, otherwise you, I can't sleep eight hours at a time. I feel like I'm missing something. Really? Yeah, and that's what I did last night. Is I slept eight hours at a time, and so now like. I was trying to say, like, you know when you don't sleep as well? And then when you sleep really well, you're actually more tired the next day? Um, like, I don't anymore because I have such consistency. But, uh, like, to me, like, if I get nine hours, I feel so good. Nine is my problem. Well, then, I'm telling you that if all of a sudden if you did 12 or 13 hours of sleep, Sarah, your body would just be like, oh, God, I'm still really tired. Like, sleep is exhausting to me. Oh, I love it. I mean, I really love it. I love crawling into bed, and it's cold, and, and it's you tough. sleep for like eight or nine hours. You wake up the next day. But yeah, you also are crawling next to bed next to like, next to your boyfriend. Okay, I'm crawling into bed next to a demon blind dog. <laughs> that, that is just freaky. stares his at eyes. me with his devil breath, and I'm just like, you're gonna see Mr. Magoo. Sammy adopted a blind dog. Um, how long ago did you adopt that dog? Now, oh, probably a few months ago, right? Yeah, I guess yeah. it's been a couple months. It's been a while. So he's got a blind dog named Magoo, and but the eyes are really weird. They're like um, cataracts. Yeah, they're cataracts. <laughs> they're cataracts, Sarah. That's what they are. That's actually what they are. But he they're looks like over. a ghost. He looks like, you know, he looks like a ghost. It's fantastic. Oh, my God. So funny. Uh, welcome to the Hey Frage podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Sarah Frazier, along with my longtime friend, longtime radio co-host. We were talking about our radio days. Um, Sammy K. thank you for tuning in. You guys have been amazing. We love, love, love that you check us out, podcastone.com. Download the app if you're an Android user. For our iPhone friends, you can catch us still on iTunes, but go to their website. Keep flooding it. You guys have been doing such a great job, and I think sometimes we get great momentum, and then we forget. Like We're still gaining 
new listeners, and we mm-hmm. want new listeners. So please share this with a friend. Um, you know, tell somebody new about it in your office. We would love. We get some great emails of people who are listening um, with all their office mates. So please do. And when you do, uh, send us an email and let us know. We want to give you some random gifts. We've got some random Hayfresh T-shirts, and if you get enough listeners. Like a hundred, <laughs> and feel free, and also feel free because I have t-shirt. friends of mine that'll play it in their offices for their coworkers, and they're like, "But Sammy, sometimes you and Sarah can get pretty um, not PC what, for work, X-rated for work." And I was like, "All right, so now they'll text me in advance. They go, hey, we're about to play episode one hundred and seven today. Anything I should know about?'" I was like, "Oh yeah, thirty-five minutes in, Sarah talks about her period. <laughs> you should probably uh, just like start talking loudly during that." That was a popular part. one. So you know stuff like that. You know, but other than that, feel free. Yeah, I love it. I'll always respond. I tell everyone. I give my phone number when we're out in public. I do too. I give my phone number out to everybody, and I'll be like, "Text me." I'll always tell you what's going on. I was like, even then, what I'm really good at, which I've done with some people, is like, you should make bets on what's going to happen on the show the next day, right? But just ask me. And I'll tell you in the morning so that when you go to work, be like, that so what do you think is going to cool. happen? And I'll be like, dude, all right, so here's the thing. You should tell them that you guarantee that Sarah's going to talk about this or Sammy's going to make four mustache comments. Like something like that, and they'll always win. I used to do this in radio, too, all the time. People would text me in the, in the phone lines. They'd be like, hey, what's going on? I'd be like, actually, you want to make 10 bucks off your parents right now? they go, wait, how? And I was like, bet them the next song is going to be Coldplay Yellow. <laughs> Because we'd always have I'd always know the in songs, advance. And I knew know. what songs were. They'd be like, oh, my God, this one, 10 bucks. Okay. Can you? I was like, all right, now Look tell them you, the you next one is going to be Taylor Swift. And they'd be like, no. All right, great. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's numerous kids out there that at least con their parents out of, like, 40, 50 bucks, thanks to me. Well, we'll be your psychics. We'll do everything you need, okay? All you got to do is just ask. Ask us. Email Sarah, S-A-R-E-H. I forward them to Sammy at HeyFrage.com. Or complaintsforsammyk at gmail.com. You can also do that. It might just be a little bit. Well, we're both kind of slow with the response sometimes. Oh, I don't respond to that email unless I think it's really funny. Oh, okay. Well, then you might want to go with Sarah at HeyFrage.com. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. You're amazing. We always love your feedback, too, or a great story tip if you have that. Um, Lots to get to on the show. Mm. You know, I I don't know if you're going to be upset with me or not, but I want to bring this up because you have a very good friend. I'm sort of friends with him through you only. Okay. Uh, But... He also works for some interesting media personalities who have recently treated him like crap. And I think we should troll one of the people who has been treating him like crap. Oh, I'm always down to troll people. Are who are we talking about? Yeah, who are, are we you? talking okay, about? Okay, I'll get to that. I'll tell you the story because it is so funny. And you have to watch. You have to either beep it or watch what I say because I could get myself in trouble again and then get us sued. Oh, All right, fine. So that's coming up. Also, there's a hysterical new list. It's not supposed to be funny, but I find this very funny of the nine wedding trends that everyone hates. And you, you know, a lot of your friends are getting married. My friends are getting married. I've got a couple more weddings coming up in the spring. We're actually going to Flounder and Lisa, the Schlossbergers. Uh, the Schlossberg? Schlossberg? I think it's Schlossberg, it? yeah. The Schlossberg? Schlossberg? You can just call them Flounder. Flounders. You're right. I've got to call them the Flounders. So if you remember DJ Flounder, if you if you live in the uh, D.C. area, that name probably sounds familiar. He was on radio with us at 107.3 and before that. Anyway, they're they're having a ceremony in November, and so these are the nine wedding trends that everyone hates, and I, everybody does them. So I don't understand how this list exists that everybody hates these when essentially it's like everything that people do. Oh, I guarantee you, and I probably hate everything on this list as well. Because as, as a man that's had to go to so many weddings recently, I have my own personal list of pet peeves. 
Well, I'll tell you that. There's also a new formula that will tell you if your relationship will last. And I have news for you. Mm-hmm. Do you want to live eight to ten years longer in your lifespan? Probably not, but okay. Tell me how I can do it anyways. <laughs> okay. It's going right. to require doing this. Okay. And I, I'm i very excited for you. I think you should take this seriously, and I think you should do it. Uh, oh, God. All right. This is going to be horrible for my social life, isn't it? No. All that's coming up, though. How's everything going with you? Do you have a good weekend and is life good? What's going on? Uh, yeah, I kind of. Well, here's why. My one question is this, right? Okay. okay so great. you can't probably answer this question for me because women and their hair dynamic is so much different than men and their hair dynamic. True. Okay. 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 So I go to a barber shop, right? Mm-hmm. I go to the Salvadorian barber shop by my place because it's really cheap and they're really good haircuts. Okay. Okay. Right. But when you sit down there, there's just multiple barbers and you just wait for a seat to open up and you sit there. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. They do it kind of like super cuts or something like that where there's not really, you don't really request a specific barber. You just go in there and you wait for a seat to open sure. up and okay. you take it, right? First available. Yes. So I've been wanting to get my haircut. I walked by this weekend to get my haircut. Only the last time I went in there, this particular barber, every other time I've gone in there, I've been going there for like over a year and a half. Love this place. Every time my hair looks phenomenal. Last time, this one guy fucked it up. Like, <laughs> fucked this it up. This is the guy that gave you the best haircut of your I life. I hated my hair. Nobody really like, he just didn't understand me and he cut it off. He cut off like all my, like, he literally shaved my head. He basically shaved your he head. He shaved my it? head, which really pissed me off. Okay? okay. So I saw him and he was working there, right? And I was like, well, shit. So I was thinking I was just going to wait outside and wait till he sat somebody new. Then I was going to go sit down. That way he would be with a client and I would get somebody else. But then I'm walking in. I realize, like, I can't gauge this. I can't gauge when this guy's actually going to be done. Like, whether they're doing just a shave or they're doing this like this. I don't want to take the chance. And so I want to know, can I go in there and just request that I'll work with anybody but a specific person? Oh, good question. Like, it's one thing to request. Because you're the thing, I don't mind. Like, I don't have a specific person I want to work with there, right? I like everybody there except for this one guy that fucked up my head. And this one guy. And now I wonder, is that proper etiquette? Or do I just need to find a brand new barbershop? But seriously, are you going to go back to growing out the top? Because I don't think you should. Like, it looks so good short. It does not look good, Sarah. It does. No, it doesn't. You are the only person that said it looked good. Actually, you know what? I will tell you, you and the other people I don't trust their style sense told me it looked good. That's my issue. I'm sorry. Didn't we put it on social media and people, like, loved the new I don't trust them, Sarah. I like, like, I feel comfortable with how I feel. I've so never tried to appease to, to, No, I just want someone to cut my hair like I want it cut, okay? And I think you're trying to, like, go past the fact if you thought it was a good haircut or not. The guy didn't listen to me, and the guy did whatever he wanted, you know? And so I'm curious, do so I have to find a new barbershop now? Or can I just go in there and be like, I will take anybody but this man? That's a great question. Like, is that super offensive, or can I do that? And there's absolutely no way. Like, these guys don't have at all a call ahead, and you can schedule there an is appointment not, with someone. There's it's no, like, appointments. You just you walk in, and that's it. It's like a barber shop. There are no appointments at a barber shop. I think you're going to have to try another place. <sighs> or you're going to have to find out if you can slightly ask around and find out when the guy isn't working. Like, you keep walking by every day and, and see if he's out. not there, find the day that he's off. So stalk him every day. And go in the day, day that he's out. Okay, that makes more sense. I should just stalk the man. That's not going to be creepy at all. Well, it's right in your neighborhood. Every chance you get, walk by, peek in, see if the guy's there. Go in, ask. Hey, you know, when are you ready? When, uh, When's that guy that gives up the shitty in? haircuts? When's he working again? All right, great. I'll Is be he in... off on Saturday and Sunday? I'll be here. Awesome. I'll be here. Save Otherwise, you've got to change barbershops, man. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I just want to go in there and be like, no. 
Do you ever want to go high end? Do you ever want to? Do you feel like you're the no. guy eventually that will get the fifty dollars haircut? The because here's the thing: haircut. the haircut that you're talking about that was really great and everyone really liked was the one that I got at some high end place. Right, where they yeah. charge like 80 bucks for it, okay? But the problem is, though, I go to the Salvadorian place, and they charge me $15, and they fuck up my hair, and it looks just like it did beforehand. <laughs> so, like, at this point, I just don't pay for it. I don't have enough hair. You know what I mean? I don't have enough hair for it to really matter. I was trying to look at to see if we ever put up a before and after pic. No, oh, I think you just posted the... did. Yeah, I'm just telling you. Did you like it like that? Like it was a little bit. It was. It had some growth on the top, but not. It was all right. Like it's all right, man. I like my hair. I don't have much of it left, so I'm trying to keep what I can. I'm trying to, you know, really, really take it in. See, I like that. My hair looks great in that picture. But everyone's I like, I don't, I don't like, like the comb over. I, I don't like, like the long that. piece in the front. I don't like that. But you know what? You need to check out his uh, Instagram. Not that he wants your opinion, but um, I do. Yeah, Sarah wants your opinion, you so can, judge me based on my looks. Yeah, you can, you can look at I just saw this picture on your Instagram. I forgot about this day that I stripped down of my underwear. Um, anyway, it's uh, the Sammy K on Instagram. Check out his hair and see what you think. And going I think, back to the last week's and show, see Sarah. people have advice for you. In that picture, you can, I can see that you're wearing a swimsuit. Yeah. And I started doing some backwards tracking this week, and it appears that that was also, that's actually a good move. Have you thought about wearing a swimsuit for your heavy flow days? Oh, maybe that would be a because good idea. Because I was looking idea. back, and, and it seemed right. like that would have been around the same time that you would have been on the same. So I didn't know if maybe that was just like an idea you threw out there, like just to wear a swimsuit. That way, at least, you know, it's meant for liquids. It's meant for water. <laughs> you know, I'll take that. Um, and follow up on social media and, and give some Sammy give Sammy some advice at the S-A-M-Y-K. He's on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat under that. Um, hey Frage on Twitter and Instagram. Snapchat's Hey Frage Show. Or you can email Sarah mm-hmm. at HeyFrage.com. Those are all really great questions. Um, I want to get to these nine trends because we have a wedding coming up for our friends Lisa and Flounder who got married. So I, I love those two together. Love those two together. I feel like it's just like such a little great match that I never would have thought of. Um, but this is the new list of wedding trends that apparently all your guests hate. Okay, and good. I find it comical because I feel like it's every single wedding. Let me hear where the first one is. Hard to eat appetizers. Yes. Number one. Uh, they say one of the worst things is when people try to serve oysters in any capacity. Oysters on the half shell, raw oysters. It's one of the worst things. You always end up with oyster and seawater all over your outfit. Well, I was going to say. Make easy apps, they say. Anything that also involves any sort of utensil and a little compartment. It's like when people are like, oh, well, we did this shrimp and grits for you. I was like, I don't need this little tiny plate and this little tiny spoon to sit in my hand for 10 minutes after I ate this shrimp and grits. And then now what? Now you just got this trash next to me? Like, no. It should just be a bite and that's it. It should just be pick it up with your finger like a little, and that's you know, it. A little cracker with something on it. Mm-hmm. You know, one bite. You're an, right. An I love the little. Bouche. An amuse bouche? Amuse bouche is what they're called. Oh, one bite. One bite. Ooh, I like the one biters. Mm hmm. The like, little... that to me makes sense. But when all of a sudden you're going around, you're giving out clam chowder and a little ramekin <laughs> dish, like, I don't need that right now. How, what's your idea? Do you think, like, the um, little wieners in a bun, not good? What kind of wedding do you go to? <laughs> Actually, I don't want to judge. I don't want to judge. But I feel like a lot of your Wayne's and Medding probably involve the little Smokies, don't they? <laughs> Is that what they yes. are? They I've just, been to a lot of weddings recently. They, they've had the little smokies. They had the little smokies really good. and like one little, you know, one little chafing dish. The next chafing yeah. dish next to it, they have the Swedish meatballs. Um, I've gone to, yep, I've had, I've recently had the little smokies, the little crab cakes, 
and the meatballs. Mm, but at least they or were mini they... crostini. Ah, uh, but at least they were fancy. They went to Costco beforehand. <laughs> Uh, oh, those were the mini quiches. The mini quiches? Yeah. Those are great. Uh, number two on the list is gross signature drinks. They say the whole idea of making a drink something blue, nobody wants them. People yes. want beer, wine, and just your regular bar drinks. Nobody wants your sugary concoctions and mixed drinks of the, you know, bride and groom, whatever. Well, also the problem is I've noticed with a lot of them is it's like a wedding planner who goes, we're going to get you your own signature cocktails too. It's going to be great. You have someone that doesn't even make that doesn't even work at a bar for a living, and they're the one making you these drinks. And it always has to do with not how it tastes, but how it looks. Yeah. It's just a bad drink to begin with. Like, who wants to remember blue curacao for their wedding night? <laughs> great, great point. This shocks me. Number three on the list is rubbery chicken. Chicken seems like yes. a perfect, easy option to serve to a crowd. But by the time it gets in front of guests, it always seems to have been transformed into a piece of rubber. Dried out cordon blue and chewy chicken marsala are two of the things that people wish no one had served. Again, I feel like I've been to a lot of buffet styles recently, and they have that. Well, it's tough. Unless you're spending like good money for yeah. food to be made like on the spot. <laughs> Who are Most these Most of these people? catering companies, think about it. They're grilling. If you have 100 people at your wedding, they're grilling 100 breasts of chicken, letting it sit there, right? Okay? They're already grilled. They're already sure. cooked okay, to go. Sure, okay, they're made, Let yeah. them sit there all day long until all of a sudden they're like, all right, we're ready. Okay, let's make this marsala sauce. Dump it over the top. They'll just scoop the chicken breast out with the sauce on top of it. Like, it's tough to serve 100 people fresh food like that. So this is from Delish, by the way, their website, because it's getting a lot of backlash about it, too. Because I don't know what the hell you served. Number four on the list, and by the way, this is the list of the nine wedding foods or trends that everyone hates. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fish. If you've ever properly cooked fish and was served at a wedding banquet, um, we've never got an invite. This is according to their website. Cooking anything, fish-wise, can be very tricky, and the delicate nature of salmon, tilapia, and other fillets make them super susceptible to unsavory textures. Stick to simpler seafood options like shrimp or scallops. Would you agree with that? Yeah, because with the, something like a salmon, it's got to be cooked, and once it's cooked, it's got to be served. Immediately. But they're letting them sit there because they have to do 50 of those dishes. Got them all sit there, take them out, put it on the plate, put all everything else around it, put the sauce, plate up, and then carry them out to you. I don't know what the hell you're going to cook. Number five on the list is vegetable bundles. Limp steamed vegetables wrapped up with a little present like a piece of prosciutto might look fancy, but they're awful. They're rubbery, and they look like you skimped. My God, I'm going to have to spend a fortune on this. Well, yeah, this guy, this person clearly has never been to a real wedding. They say always do a pasta and rice are way more satisfying choices and buttery mashed potatoes never fail. Mm-hmm. Actually, I would say you should probably treat your weddings like like airport, like airplane food. <laughs> okay. Like when I fly on airplanes, because I know how they're making them, so I know this is cooked in a facility beforehand and all they're doing is they're reheating it before it comes to Absolutely. Them, right? Absolutely. The fish is going to be fucked up, okay? Any sort of steak is going to be totally messed up and so gross. So what do you order? So I always Always get the pasta. You'll get the pasta because or the vegetarian pasta, dish. Yeah, pasta or the rice dish can always, because that's going to last. You know what I mean? Think about it. At a Chinese restaurant, when you get white rice, they're not steaming white rice for you fresh. That, that rice is sitting there in a rice cooker for 12 hours, <laughs> and it's still really good rice because it can. You know what I mean? I like, you were almost going to say 12 days. I was like, oi. Even then, as long as it's on, don't turn it <laughs> off. Like, it'll still stay. You know what I mean? Like, it lasts. It just holds a lot better. Like, pasta, you can reheat pasta. Like go to go get a go get like a salmon fillet from somewhere and try to reheat your leftovers the next day, or go get pasta and reheat it the next day. The pasta will actually last. 
Interesting. Yeah. Uh, number six on the list is anything gluten-free. Overall, the gluten-free trend has completely gone. If anything, you might have one or two allergy-free party guests. Accommodate them beforehand, but don't do uh, any sort of, like, gluten-free cookies or cakes. Overall, people hate no. it. I totally agree. I love gluten. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything gluten-free. I thought this one was interesting, the naked cakes trend. You know that? Have you seen this where they, they don't put the, they don't put frosting on the cake anymore? Naked cakes. People apparently hate these at weddings. Yeah, why? I think they're supposed to look more rustic. Well, I also don't like all the frosting they put on cakes. Like they're like, you got to try our cake; it's delicious. I go, yeah, but there's so much frosting; it's oh, coyly sweet and disgusting. Like I can't do it. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! I would love. My dream would be a slice of naked cake with a scoop of frosting. Oh, the scoop of frosting, on like the ice side. cream. Yeah. Oh, I love the frosting. It's the best part. Food trucks. People apparently hate the food truck trend. Uh, once we've downed a few drinks and worked up an appetite on the dance floor, late night snacks are a welcome surprise at any reception. But it's got to be executed properly. Having a food truck serving burger, fries, tacos, and crepes is a fun idea, but your guests don't want to wait in line in heels. Uh, yeah, I would say so. So that's really interesting. And lastly, lame food favors. What the hell am I supposed to give? Thank you all so much for making the trek. Insert the insane location you came from for our special day. Don't forget to grab a gift on your way out. Try not to chip a tooth. You know what? I was going to say that as well because on my, I actually have a list of three things, right? That I said is my biggest pet peeve for weddings. Oh, you did? Okay. One of them was the food gifts, right? Don't give me a gift bag. Okay, I just spent all this time coming to your wedding. I'm getting drunk. I want to dance. I want to sing. I want to have a good time. I don't want to have to feel pressure to have to find my tie, my cummerbund, my jacket, and now a gift bag. No, no, no. So no gift bags for me. I completely agree with that So one. They, they say one of the worst party um, food favors to give at the end are almonds, pouches of almonds. People hate yes, pouches I of almonds. Yes, I have so many. And the worst thing is they keep them. It's like, you have to keep this to remember the wedding. I, I literally, every time I move places or every time I start doing cleaning, I find these pouches of almonds from certain friends of mine's wedding, and I just throw them away. Like, I throw it away. I was like, I What's, remember your wedding. Do you have a list, too? Do you want to add? I mean, I have a few I can add on to. Yeah, a couple what more. else do you feel like? Um, the multiple wedding thing now that people are doing. Oh, when it's like a, they think two friends or they, a sister. And where a, they think that, no, no, no. Multiple oh. weddings. Where they oh. think that they are so fancy. They think they're the fucking queen of England. And so they have to have a wedding in one place and then a wedding somewhere else. I was like, you know what? I was totally cool not going to your wedding at the destination. But now you're going to have a second wedding near me and I have to go. Or even worse with some of my family where they expect me to go to both. And I'm doing a ceremony in Paris and a ceremony in Tel Aviv three months later. As fun as that is, guys, it's also a pain in the ass to get to. Now, you've got one coming up in Tunisia, this right? Is the part, this is, again, part two of a wedding that started almost a year ago. First part That's of the wedding crazy. was in February of last year in Paris. Second part, it's in December in Tunisia. <clears throat> That's insane. That, I agree with you, and I, I've been there. I, I would agree, too, with the whole, like, wedding shower. Then, that like, a lot of the women oh. now want to do, like, a relaxation party. Then they want to do a bachelorette party. It's crazy. No. And then my last thing is just because I'm social, don't sit me with your random friends that I don't know. So it's grouping like, with I people I know. That. I hate that. Grouping with I people agree. that I know. Because, I agree. That's And a they really always good do one. it to me, and I feel like they do it to you a lot. Because when oh, they're, they're picking out the things, shit. they go, well, we can't put Todd next to them. Todd only knows people from college that you went to school with. But Sammy, he works in radio. He talks to people all the time. He's fine with his strangers. And I don't think they realize that I probably don't want to be at the wedding anyways at this point of the night. You know what I mean? Like, I'm already getting tired. I'm probably getting, like, a little bit antsy. And then you're going to stick me with people I don't know. And it happens to me even at my own family's weddings. Well, they put me with people I don't know. I was like, why am I not with my family? 
Great like I'm with strangers point. and they go, well, yeah, but you're really good at like being social and you can always make friends. I was go, I don't want to make friends at your wedding. I just want to come here, kiss you on the cheek and eat your free food. That so happens to me all the they time. Always Every, do. I, yeah. At one of my cousin's weddings recently, that was me trapped at a table at an end of a table with a bunch of people who work together, who were friends of the groom. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, I don't give a fuck about, I'm never going to see any of these people ever again. And now I got to sit with them. Great point. Exactly. Stop it. Let me stay like at, Great my, point. at my cousin's wedding. They sat me with her, like with her, with the groom's friends. Because he's like, well, he's young and he can be social. He can do it. I got my nameplate, walked on over, and I just sat at the corner. Like, I literally hovered above my aunt and my uncle and I ate above them. Because I refused. I was like, I'm not going to go do this, guys. I don't want to talk to people. Like, I don't want to deal with this right now. Like... I'm here to see my family. I wonder where Flounder and Lisa... I, th- I think theirs is just, like, more of a buffet. I don't think we're seated. Really? I hope so. I'm down with the idea of, like, I've had friends that have gotten married or had their wedding, right, somewhere. And then they come back to D.C. And they'll just, like, rent a bar. Well, that's know? kind of what they're and doing. And that way it's just, like, there. there's no food, there's nothing. And you're literally showing oh. up just to drink. And they're like, hey, come on by, buy your own drinks at the bar. We just, we didn't even, we're not getting an open bar or anything like that. Just come on through, buy the drinks, wish congratulations, have the party. Well, Naheem, your very dear friend, Naheem and Jenny, who have been longtime supporters of ours and friends, they had the best wedding ever. Jack Rose. It was a pop-up wedding. Pop-up wedding. You it was showed so up awesome. for happy hour, then you realized it was a wedding. It Boom. was beautiful. In and out, hour and a half, and we were all shmammered. It was Best great. idea ever. Yep, best idea. Uh, anyway, there, that's the list. Um, if you want to know if your relationship will last, according to this therapist, she has the formula. Okay, what is it? Let's A plus B equals fuck yourself? <laughs> what? That's... No. Uh-huh. Sorry, it's not a therapist. It's actually a mathematician. Oh, really? So this is an actual formula then? Mm-hmm. Okay, I actually may believe this then. Hannah Fry thinks she's found the perfect f- formula to tell if your relationship will, in fact, last. What Fry's formula comes down to is how negatively a husband and wife perceive each other. In relationships where, where both partners consider themselves as happy, bad behavior is dismissed as unusual, says Fry. In negative relationships, however, the situation is reversed. Bad behavior is considered the norm. Basically, mm. healthy relationships are optimistic. If a couple argues, they assume they did it because they're just having an off day. In negative relationships, people just assume their partner is mean or selfish. Isn't that oh, interesting? Wow. I'm trying so, to think of what my... I, I feel like that's so interesting. Oh, I can answer for Dan. Mean and selfish. <laughs> I can answer for Dan. What are you talking about? You don't even know I should live with us. What do you mean, mean What are you talking selfish? about? No, I can definitely talk for Dan. So mean and selfish. So you think when we have arguments that it's mean and selfish? No, that, no, that I think, think that, that when Dan leaves... Oh, wait, hold on. You can speak for yourself. When you have arguments with Dan, pretend I'm Dan, Sarah. Okay? I never think Dan is mean. I don't think Dan is mean. And I don't think he's selfish. That makes sense because Dan's, as I, Dan myself, I know I'm not mean. I know I'm not selfish. I think he's unaware. But I think that, you know, when you get done fighting with me or as Dan, okay, with Dan, I guarantee he thinks you're mean and selfish. Really? I'm going to have to ask him. Basically, successful relationships are one where couples give each other the benefit of the doubt and work together. Relationships that are less likely to last are ones where couples get so fed up with each other during an argument that they don't bother talking it out. Uh, Mathematics leaves us with a positive message for our relationship, Fry says, reinforcing the age-old wisdom that you really shouldn't let the sun go down on your anger. Isn't that so good? It shouldn't go to bed angry. I love that. I did date a girl that insisted that every night, like, because we would fight constantly, 
So at the end of the night, we had to talk it through because she would not go to bed angry with me. I think the issue was, yeah, like when I woke up the next day, I was really like I wasn't angry anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. So it did work in that sense. But the problem is, though, after a while of realizing that we're going to go out and we're just going to get in a fight, we're going to have to talk about it that night. I actually stopped wanting to hang out with her at night because I just knew it was going to end in a fight and I knew we were going to have to talk about it. So it actually worked negatively towards our relationship because I just wanted nothing to do with it. Really? Yeah. Have you ever been in one of these relationships where you guys just like fought and you assumed that it was like a one-off? That it was like that it was just out of the norm because that's what she's basically saying. Like no. you find somebody and you go, "Oh, it's you know, we're just having an off day." Oh, I feel like I'm like in relationships. Girls always fight with me. So I feel like I'm one of those kind of people though in a relationship that I'm going to cause you to. Like I've had numerous women look at me and go, "You make me angrier than I ever thought I could be." And I was like, well, thank you. I'll take that what? as a compliment. Taking into deep parts of your soul. That's crazy. Yeah. I can't even picture that. Mm-hmm, I was going to say mm-hmm. we should call Dan and ask him. Really? Yeah. Do you want to call him right now and ask sure, him? Sure, absolutely. Why not? Let's find out. Dan, do you feel like Sarah's being rude to you? I would love to know. I don't know that he'll pick up. He probably won't pick up, Sarah. Because he's going to see a random phone number and he's not going to answer. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure if he's at our house or if he's moved out or what, but hold on. You should know, Sarah. Was he there this morning when you left? <laughs> if you have see, not seen him in see, 24 hours, please call the police. Let's ask. Let's ask. Because I would love to know. I feel like this will make a break. You know, in my relationship, and I'm always honest on this podcast, I think I, I, I would just be so curious. My, I have such highs and lows. We're like, one day I'm like, this will work. The next day I'm like... I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Is that just people's life? Yes, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, let's see. Hello? Hey, Dano. Hey, Dan. Hello? Dan, hey, can Dan? you hear us? Hey, hon. Uh, hello? Oh, uh, Dan. Hello? Hey, Dan, can you hear us? Yeah, there seems to be a delay or an echo. Oh, oh, that's okay. just that's hey. just technology sucking. <laughs> hey, you're live on the podcast, and um, we just have a really great. <laughs> See, I don't feel like that's a good He's attitude. I feel like already this. you're you're answering this. Do you know there's actually a mathematical formula to see if your relationship will last? Who uh, established this formula? It's a mathematician. Her name is Hannah Fry, and I want to know. She says that how you fight. Um, and how you perceive your partner determines if your relationship will last. And I want to know what you think, okay? She basically says that if couples fight and are in a positive relationship, they consider when they have a fight, they dismiss it as unusual. But if you're in a negative relationship, the situation's reversed. Bad behavior is considered the norm. Basically, healthy relationships are optimistic, but negative relationships, people just assume their partner is mean or selfish. Do you think when we fight, do you think I'm mean and selfish? I think that's a yes. I'm going to take that yeah, as a yes. Well, based on, based, hold on. Based on your, that fighting is the norm. I do believe we argue and we have had fights, but I do not believe that they occur on a regular or as a, on a frequent basis. They might occur on a regular basis, uh, but not on a frequent, like as in that's the norm. Mm-hmm. Dan, so I've had I your back the entire time. Is healthy. Okay, but that doesn't, you're not answering the question, which is when we fight, do you perceive me as mean and selfish? I don't think you're mean. <laughs> that's 
selfish. I'll take that. That is like so not good. So you think I'm selfish when we fight? I don't know. I don't think you're selfish. Okay, what would you describe it as? Is no, it, is, I, is, I don't. I don't. I don't believe you're being selfish when we fight. Okay, so you think it's it's not um, it's like a one off for us that really things are good. I, I think there's an absence of logic and reason when we fight, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I don't think it's I don't think it's due to mean you being mean or selfish. Wow! Well, all right, well, preach it, Dan. Preach okay, it. I feel like great. So I guess, look, sounds, sounds like our formula is a success. <laughs> I don't think it is. I, I had a deeper question, good. Dan. Okay, how have the Star Wars plates been working out in your relationship? <laughs> have you guys been eating off them, or has Sarah been lying to me and not using them at all? No, we've we've I've enjoyed them. They're uh, you know it's it's kind of a nice thing. I cover R two D two, and then all of a sudden he peeks out from behind that meatloaf, and then hey, there he is. There he is. He just beeps away at you. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I think that saved us, don't you think? That's one of the things. Yes. Because I was going to say I've actually been working on uh, Star Wars food puns for Sarah to bring to the dinner table for you. Like I was thinking that she could okay. come out with a tin of muffins and be like, "Look at me, I'm a Darth Baker." <laughs> That's huh? pretty good. Yeah. Or like when you make Sarah, you know, her yogurt in the morning. What if you started calling it Yodurt? <laughs> Like Yoda. Ooh, that's pretty good. Uh-huh. Oh, do you think that would help us even perceive each other more yes. positively? Like, Sarah, if you told him, like, tonight, babe, I made meatloaf and kale O'Ren, <laughs> he would be wow. totally into that. He'd be so into that. That is so lame. Wouldn't you love that, though, Dan? I'm not going to say I'm not gonna say that's the best idea. But it's a pretty but good idea. But I'm going to go ahead and say that's the best idea. Yeah. I'm going to email this article to you, Han, because I think I think you should read this about keeping our relationship alive. You got to start perceiving me positively. <laughs> oh, <that's>... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that answered everything. Well, you know, you're amazing. I, I don't believe in um, judgment and brainstorming. You know, you, you, you throw things out there and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. So that's one option we can consider. Thanks, babe. It's called the monkey theory, right. Sarah. Yeah. Just throw a turd and hope it sticks to the wall. No problem. I've yeah. got one brewing. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> Bye, Dan. Bye, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, Sarah. I also saved you a good one, that too, for Dan joke. for later. For later, I got you a going what? for it. What? You should walk in with a bowl of ice cream and be like, look, I used my storm scooper <laughs> to get you this ice cream. <laughs> so cheesy. Oh, my really? God. Really? You wait, Sarah. It's going to work, Okay. Oh, my God. That cracked me off. I think my inevitable goal is to sit there and to slowly make you guys feel that Star Wars is saving your relationship. <sighs> until be- what? Until, until we believe it? Or yeah, until, until, like, it's no, just, like, no. Until you've slowly given into it, right? And then you can finally have a Star Wars themed wedding like I know Dan wants. Oh. Think about it, Sarah. You can go as Princess Leia in the slave costume. No. Oh, my God. And why not? Because I have no interest in that nerd stuff at all. It's not and nerd sometimes stuff, Sarah. I wonder, like, sometimes, I mean, we do talk about this, but I feel like, you know, for him, I think his dream woman, he would be out on a date with, and he would start quoting stepbrothers, and then she would quote back. Well, that's a great movie. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to quote back, Sarah? Because that's what he tells me. It's like, sometimes I don't think we have much in common. Oh, my God. Stepbrothers is a great movie. That, you know, and I'm like, okay, why? Because I don't quote stepbrothers. Yeah, and he, you should know stepbrothers quotes, Sarah. Who cares? Who, what do you mean everyone cares? Anyone that cares about, you know. But who memorizes the quotes? He sits there and, like, you know, he'll be like, oh, hey. Are you kidding me? One of my favorite quotes is, I'm Dale, but you have to call me Dragon. That's such so a great dumb. quote. That, no, it isn't. That's well, so funny. Well, he should funny. be dating you. 
You should be dating you. You know what? I don't, it's not like I expect him to quote Wizard of Oz or The Piano or My Best Friend's Wedding, which I love. The be- My Best Friend's Wedding? <laughs> yes. Really? Yeah. So you want him to quote, like, quote Runaway Bride at My Best Friend's Wedding? Uh huh. And then maybe that Steve Martin movie about, like, <gasps> oh two my brides Father of the ba- Bride? Father of the Bride, that oh one. Oh my yeah. God. Three Men and a Baby, one of my favorite films, too. Three of all Men time. and a Baby? Mm-hmm. With Kirstie Alley? Oh, I used to love that movie. Jeez. Sarah. I know, I know. All those films. I don't ask him to quote All About Eve. All About Eve is one of my favorite Because that movie sucks, Sarah. If they had good quotes, like, that's so funny. The last time I heard that, I laughed so hard I fell off my dinosaur. That's one of my favorite quotes from the movie. I always be like, oh, dude, I was laughing so hard I almost fell off my dinosaur. That's from the movie. See, I kind of want to do this dating experiment with Dan where, like, we, you know, maybe we just date other people for a while and see if you find, like, another match. It's called being broken up, Sarah. (laughs) Just so we know. Um, Whatever. That's called being broken up. Oh, okay. Uh, Anyhow, uh, I have news for you. If you want to live 10 years longer, this is a local story, by the way. So for those of you who listen to us nationwide, obviously, I've really realized what our podcast is, which is basically conversations with Sarah and Sammy about pop culture and life Mm. and things that make you think. That's really what our show is in summary. Okay. So, but we also broadcast out of the D.C. improv located in D.C., right? So this story has now come out and says, if you want to live longer in the D.C. area, then move to Arlington. Because if you live in D.C., eight years lifespan shorter than in Arlington. Isn't that amazing? By the way, people who live in Arlington County live to be 86 years old. Yeah, but think about it. They had to live 86 years in Arlington County. (laughs) That's not worth it to me, Sarah. That isn't worth it to me. Montgomery County, which is another county here, residents are looking at an average of 84 years. Stop it's amazing. You're, and you're not D.C., gonna, Prince George's County folks live to an average of 78. Sarah, you're going to have to get used to the fact that you are a burbs kind of person, okay? I am a downtown kind of person. I don't believe in living in the suburbs. I lived in the suburbs in Iowa my entire life, right? Oh, gosh. Well, Nothing made me feel freer than going to see my family in Tunis or in Paris. You know what I mean? Like, or going to Chicago. Chicago. That's a city. Like, that's, I like city life. I like that, you know? Well, I mean, I'm telling you, Arlington is... I would rather die 10 years earlier, but know I had an exciting life in the city, than to realize that I spent the last 50 years of my life mowing a lawn. Arlington is not the, I mean, it's not the suburbs. It is the city. No, it is the suburbs, Sarah. I would say it's like the wart on top of... DC. The wart on top, but you're still the <laughs> suburbs, Sarah. You're not. Yes, I it is. I'm afraid in Arlington we overlook DC. It's great. It's like, you know. You guys are like Westchester County outside it's of New York City. The like, party across the river. You guys are, yeah, but you guys are, like, here, when everyone there lives in homes, you guys have very few apartment, like, everyone in DC lives in an apartment complex. You know what I mean? True. Okay, there's very few homes, and if they are, they're row homes. Public transportation. Everyone there has cars. You guys have parking lots everywhere. Like, it's not a city. A city involves you realizing it's going to take you three times longer to find parking than it is for you to jump on a bus and to get there. And so you don't drive. Well, like, that's city living. The reasons why. Okay. Um, apparently, it all comes down to mostly for health and medicine is why they're saying life expectancy is higher in, in counties in Virginia. And a person's well-being is influenced by factors by, beyond a doctor's care, including employment options, places for safe physical activity, stress levels, affordable housing, and more. So they're also saying that's a thing in D.C. I would live in D.C., but now the rent is becoming so crazy. I don't want to be stressed out every month trying to come up with three grand to live well, in a one bedroom. To. That's what you got to do in the city. No way. I'd rather, again, you can look at save your 10 years in life, but it really doesn't matter when you're 90 years old, Sarah. You can't even control your bowels now when you're in your <laughs> mid 30s. 
Like, how how miserable do you think you're going to be in your 70s and 80s? <laughs> I don't know. But you know what? Move across the river, folks. There you go. Now you should live there. I wanted to read this. I'm just going to say for my friend Mike. I've wanted to read this for quite a while. But I, I have I say it? Is this Mike, Mike? <laughs> Because you know I banned that mic, and I know I told you you're not allowed to bring out that mic anymore. No, it's not that mic. Look, we part of what we do on this podcast. No. Okay, better not. I love him. He's a big fan. We have Uber fans. We have true, true and true phrase jacks, and we really appreciate you and thank you for everything that you do for us in every way you support us. But this is a friend of mine who is in no way associated. He listens to the podcast time to time. But I wanted to put this out there because I think on social media and and what this podcast is is you know it really is anything goes to entertain and inspire. And I feel like Sammy and I try and live our lives out loud all the time. So. As a way for inspiration, because we're trying to make our dream happen and taking you along with it. Mm-hmm. So, but on social media, I feel like so much. Wait, I'm kidding. are we still sharing the email from Mark David Chapman or no? <laughs> Who's Mark David Chapman? I mean, Mike. Sorry, Mike. Mike David Chapman. No, I, no, no, no. Are we still sharing his email? Is this yes. what his email is? Oh, okay, so I just got lost for a second there. I was explaining what the premise of this. Why I want to share it. Okay. Because on social media, I feel like everyone just always is like raving about how great life is or, you know, there's never any, I feel like now social media isn't even becoming real anymore. It's like the Kardashians, okay? I feel like it's all scripted. So, But this post, I wanted to say to you, I love this post because I feel like at any age you can achieve your dreams. I truly believe this, okay? This is from my friend Mike, all right? He posted this recently on social media. It seems passe. To not look like you're bawling and have been at all times on social media. But my refusal to share about my blessing could deny someone encouragement as they hold out for theirs. Eight months ago, as a 35-year-old man, Mm -hmm. I had to call and ask for my mom's help to make rent while living with three roommates. Four months ago, my brother gave me a $120 gift card so I could continue to eat for two weeks while waiting to start a new job in a new town. Today, I just bought a quartet of new tires for the first time. Michelin Premier in cash. I know most of y'all, that's business as usual. But my year didn't look like most of y'all's. Y'all know I am damn, I'm a damned heathen and will be catching the first class nonstop plane for a least a flyby hell for some of the dumb stuff that I've done. <laughs> Translation, pretty much all the stuff I said. Still got some major blessings to count today. Among them, a mom who didn't shame me in my darkest, most shameful hour, a brother who has had my back in times and so many times that I can't count, and a gig that makes me feel like I was riding Michelin premieres all before today. We're all due to to get a few ass beatings in one way or another. Sometimes you just got to lean on your teammates and hang on till the next round. I love this. I That's read awesome, this. actually. I read this, and I was like, I want to share this because I feel like, and Mike, by the way, is someone who I know is going for his stand-up comedy career, and he's also, he's been hustling for a long mm-hmm. time trying to make it happen, and I just absolutely loved that post because I feel like this man has never given up on what he truly wants, and to put his age out there and what he did, I feel like is so real. That should be a thing we start post-negative. Like, you should post something negative about yourself. Because, you know what I mean? That's what life is. It's not always all the happiness and the positivity you see on Facebook. Exactly. You should post negative, Sarah. 
I we feel should like do it. We should not... post something like, you know, but not even negative. Just like post, post something real. Real, 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 realistic. Real. Like here, I've already drafted one up for you. I'm on your okay. Facebook right now. Okay. Because that's the best thing about using your computer during the show. <laughs> okay, what is it? My life isn't always perfect. You guys may not know that, but I bled on my TV co-host couch last week. <laughs> and I have facial hair. And I had to take 20 pictures before one looks good. Not everything you see on social media is real. <laughs> Post real, folks. Post real. Is that is that is that too much? Is that too much? Okay, I think I'm gonna post it on everything. Okay, yeah. Post it. Oh my god, you have to post it. You have to post that. Oh my god. I'm gonna do hashtag post real. I just there fell out my chair. There you go. Yeah. So there you go. Okay, that post. is our new campaign. Post real. Post real. Hashtag it. Post real. Post real. Read it again. Read it again. Well, Sarah, so far now I can read it again, read and so can again. hundreds of other people. It's so funny. My life isn't always perfect. I bled on my TV co-host <laughs> couch last week and have facial hair, and I have to take twenty pictures before one looks good. Not everything you see on social media is real. Hashtag post real. <laughs> oh my god. This is our there new There you go. Trend. That's the new thing, Sarah. Like, oh that's great. Think about all the people you're going to be inspiring today, man. Oh, God. All the people you're going to inspire. Oh, my God. I have died. You are so fucking funny. You make me wet myself. <laughs> well, Sarah, that's exactly why you had to post this comment because oh you did God. it last week. Post real. Please yeah, share yours real. today. You know. Post real. Okay, I'll post real, too. Like, if you want to get on mine, I'll let you post real for mine. I can tell you exactly what happened. I'm a 30-year-old <laughs> what man. What happened to you? Yeah. Share yours. Post real. Post real? All right, fine. I'm a 30-year-old man. I haven't had sex in three months. <laughs> I may look like I have a great life, but I also haven't washed these clothes. I've been wearing the same outfit for three days now. <laughs> By the way, I also sharted last night <laughs> when I was on my couch watching TV. And you know how annoying it is to have to get up there and have to try to wash off your futon, knowing you have to sleep in it in 30 minutes anyways? Yep, I did it. Hashtag post real. There. Oh, my God. These are so good. You just got to be honest. Like, I feel like people just, they're, they're always so exactly. afraid. They're like, so afraid. Of what people are going to think. But guess what? Like, yeah, I have a great time where I can be out there having these amazing experiences and these amazing, you know, things going on in my life. But I also sit there sometimes and I think it's a lot less than what it's going to be. And I shit all over my couch. Like, it happens to everybody. It really does. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, oh, my God. Post Reel is our new thing. And you know what? Post Reel, use that hashtag and we're going to read them. Post real, man. Post real. Isn't Hashtag that so good? Real. Oh my god, you crack me the fuck up. By the that way, I apologize. So You're getting a lot of likes on this, Sarah. <laughs> I did not realize. Sorry. Oh my god, that is so funny. Oh god, yeah. I gotta collect myself. Oh. Well, Sarah. <laughs> Have you thought about the couch and how you're gonna repay that person from last week or no? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to bring that up again, but. Seems like one of those things. Post real. It's when the, like, come on now. That was so good. Oh, uh, one more story before we talk about our friend who, uh, who's being bullied. This story is about bullying, but we have a friend that's being bullied, and we want to get back at this radio mm-hmm. personality. We might need your help. I got you. Don't worry. Okay. Um, did you see this story about how if you're being cyber bullied, most likely it's coming from your best friend or former uh, fling? Like former girlfriend or boyfriend? Okay, I like, would assume that. Yeah. The people that are cyberbullying you know you. Is this crazy? Sarah, as someone who's been cyberbullied before, have you ever what? cyberbullied you? No. As someone who's been cyberbullied before, you. Oh. Who did it? You. Hmm, it was an old coworker. Remember that? Who cyberbullied me? Do I have to mention the websites that were taken out in your guys' names? Oh, right, right. Yes, okay. you're right. Right? Have, because you got to think about For you to know enough to actually, like, here, right now, if you just posted, right. Sammy, you're fat and stupid, 
great. That's not going to bother me, right? If right. you can post whatever you know, and if it's only stuff you know from the show, that's not going to bother me. But the second you start bullying me about things that only my friends know or stuff that's in my real life, right, that may not be shared on the show, that's going to start to bother me. So I've always believed, like, you like, don't you ever, like, talk to, like, FBI agents or police officers? Like, they always assume it's someone that you know. When you, whenever you go in there, you go, I was robbed or I was assaulted or I was this or I was that. They go, who'd you wrong? Who'd or, you wrong? Like, yeah. it's always someone you know. It's always. So fascinating. You're so right. We were we were cyberbullied by a former uh, co-host uh, of ours or radio You friend. were. I wasn't. Right. They know smart enough than to fuck with me. <laughs> it's true. They, they do stay away enough. from you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's from the uh, University of Pennsylvania and University of California. They call it toxic ties, and they mostly say it doesn't just apply for high schoolers. It applies for people of all ages. Uh, networks of friendship, dating, and cyber victimization are all done by your friends, usually. Mm-hmm. Former friends and dating partners are mm-hmm. the ones who are going to cyber bully you under uh, anonymous names, doing things like taking out websites against you, posting pictures that only uh, they would have or that maybe you didn't know that they took but ended up taking and then keeping and using for you. Uh, they say especially dating partners, young Young people often have re- resentful and hurt feelings as a result of a breakup, and they take those out on their former partner via cyber aggression or tell someone else to. Now, really what you should Amazing. be doing, Sarah, is to make sure this doesn't happen to you. Yeah. Okay, is you got to do what I do, where you leak a little information to people that you think may be dis- like untrustworthy, right? Yeah. Leak it to them and then see if that information ever comes up. So I do it a lot with people that I know. Do you test me? I don't test you, now because you've failed so many times that it's not even worth it anymore. (laughs) I'm just, I still keep on showing up for more. I don't understand our relationship. I just keep on showing up. But with other people, like, with other people, uh, I'm joking, Sarah. Okay, I was going to say, I'm a good friend. No, but with other people, like, if I feel like they're being a little bit shady or I need to prove that they're being shady, I will tell them something so asinine about someone else, right? Knowing that they're going to hear about it. When that person goes, dude, what the hell? Why are you saying that? I was like, actually, longer story. I know that's not real. And I said it to this person because I knew they were untrustworthy. Wow. And I knew they were going to tell you. I've heard of celebrities doing that. My God, you're already living the role. I do this all the time to people. Like I you're test good. people all, well, because you have to. So like I have that's I have smart. a handful of people that I know out there that have pictures of my balls, right? What they don't realize is I also will keep tracks of those pictures of my balls. So I know if those ball pictures ever get released, I know exactly who had it. Wow. You know, exactly who it leaked from. I'm going to start doing that with my hoo-ha. Yeah, like just start setting, you know, so that way you know, all right, well, so-and-so has just the left flap. So and so has the right. So and so has like my flaps are not behi- that large. I didn't say they were. I said you have to zoom in on them. Like I'm not saying I got huge, you know, things either. Cajones. Cajones. I'm just saying that I take pictures of them and I send them out to different people, so I know. Well, that's cool that you already knew that. I thought for sure. I figured most cyberbullying just happened because I don't know. Someone got mad. They saw a picture of you and they thought you looked like so and so, or they were just angry with their own lives, so they started cyberbullying. But no, it's always. Oh no! Know. Actually, even more recently, Sarah. I'll, I mean, I'll, I can't tell you too many details, but. There was somebody that was a mutual friend. We'd kind of met this person, right, through mutual friends, and we'd heard about them. And they seemed pretty cool, but I, something was up, right? Something was fishy. Okay. And so I went to them, and I was like, watch, they're a shit talker. And they're just going to try to make everything you say, they're going to try to turn around to make themselves look better. Watch this. And so I knew they were looking for, they were looking to impress somebody. And so I went and I talked shit about that person to them. Okay. Right? So my friend, I knew they were trying to impress my friends. They were trying to get a job with them. So I talked shit to this random girl about my friend. Okay. Right? Then he comes to me, no joke, three days later. He's like, dude, you're 100% right. 
Really? She can't keep her mouth shut. She was already there, and she was telling the staff how shitty I was and how bad I was because I was saying this. Like, you like, and you don't want something. Are. You don't want people like that around. Like, people can talk shit around me all the time. I'm not going to go spread it. I'm not going to say a word about it. That's your word to me. It doesn't mean I have to say it to everybody else. People like that, yeah, you got to test them out and find out. Interesting. And trust me, I dumped Tammy's ass on the side of the road easy. I don't give a fuck. <sighs> You don't know this, Tammy. Oh, Different okay, Tammy. okay. Not your one. crazy Tammy, my okay. crazy Tammy. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, look, before we wrap up the show, we got to talk about this because I want to know what you think we should do. This is a this is a friend more of Sammy's who works for a radio company, and the guy that he works for is a complete dick who's got a political show. No, that's weird. Never heard of anybody like this before. What do we do? Do we say his name? I don't know what No, to do. don't say the name, Sarah. Do not say any names, okay? Please do not say But how names. are we going to troll this? This is the best guy. So our friend works for this this radio show, this political radio show. And this guy will call out our friend all the time on air and blame our friend for basically his being not prepared. He'll start out reading a commercial about Lipton's iced tea and he'll end it thinking that it's a mattress company. Okay. So honest to God, he'll start out reading the read. You know, buy four Lipton's iced tea this week and you could save 99 cents. But he so not prepared that he skips ahead to the next commercial that's supposed to be read next hour and he goes, Mattress Warehouse. That's where you can find him, mattresswarehouse.com. And then someone, his co-host will be like, dude, you read two commercials. He's like, God damn it, so-and-so. Why'd you set me up to read two commercials? When, in fact, the guy, this political asshole, is so not prepared. Not only that, then he like threw the guy under the bus recently and said that he remind, he said on air, remind me to punch him in the face when I get off air. Yeah. Okay. But here's so the I thing. think we should troll the shit out of this guy's political radio show. I think what you're saying, when you say troll, what we're going to do, Sarah, and I've we're been gonna scheming this. I'm not going to cyberbully him. Okay, oh, what I you am. do is you got to set stuff up, right, and make sure that this person has rock-solid like rock alibis that it wasn't their fault. Right? Okay, okay. I used to do this to someone who worked for all the time when they decided to be a little bit dickish towards me, or I would purposely screw things up for them when they weren't paying attention, uh-huh. but then I'd make sure that I was in the other room with everybody when it went down, like when he was supposed to be working on it, but he didn't realize I already put the word penis in the middle of the broadcast, right? Okay. Stuff like that, okay? Or like kids in school, they would go to the, go to the bathroom, I'd reach over, type penis in the middle of their paper. Go back to do my stuff so they never knew who did it. You know what I mean? It's stuff like that you got to do that's going to make him so embarrassed and get him in so much trouble with the upper ups that it'll never fall back on our friend. You know? Uh, and with okay. someone like that, luckily people like that that are that rude and that obnoxious, super self-destructive. You True. know, they're either super, super good at what they do in their life or they're super self-destructive. And they just act that way to make up for the fact that they're not as good at this as they are with everything So else. what's your idea? Because my idea was that we keep calling under different names and different phone numbers. And we pretend that instead of being a political show, we just ask him questions about sex. And we keep thinking it's an advice, a sex advice show until he just, like, gets so furious. But see, but then he's going to still, but that's going to be blamed on our friend who was unfortunately, I believe he's also dealing with callers as well. So that's going to be blamed on him, right? Okay, what can we do? So what I'm thinking what we do is you just go through and you start, like, tweeting random stuff. Be like, oh, my God, just heard this quote. You know there's ways you can fake people's tweets, right? Okay. Just, like, get a screenshot. Screenshot to make it look like this guy tweeted it and then we tweeted out. Can't believe he said this on the air. This is hysterical. Okay. Ways to really get at him that's not going to affect our friend. Okay. So I've got to think some more. But, I mean, you don't want to just go because he's going to blame our friend for it. Because he blames our friend for everything that he doesn't, that he everything, can't do. Right. Everything. Everything. We have got to get this guy back. And we need to talk to your friend. 
Because I don't want to get him fired. I don't want anything to happen to him. But I just really want to troll this guy's web, this guy's radio show and so trust me, bad. If I could say what this guy's name is, people would be like, "Oh, fuck that!" Dude. I know this guy's a notorious, notorious DC ass- asshole. D- like DC asshole. DC notorious. political asshole. Yeah. Notorious. He wears glasses. Really, Sarah? <laughs> what else are you gonna say about the man? <laughs> Don't let's say anything else, okay? okay? All right, Stop. fine. Well, wait. Um, look, we love you so much. Follow us on social media, at HeyFrage, at the Sammy K. Also, email us, and please, post real. Hashtag post real. We'll read them on the air, okay? Oh, God. Uh, mwah! We love you. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Bye. Bye.